0: Thank you for coming to the live read on the Discord. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I think we can all agree Emily enjoyed herself. (laughs) And we are hoping to have a Patreon before we start Oathbringer. And then once you become our Patreon patron, you'll be a friend of the pod in the Discord and we'll do more live events for you guys like that mm-hmm. we've been sort of soft launching a discord with just like <laughs> buddies and friends to be like okay okay i think we can do this <laughs> so this week we are reading chapters 84 the one who saves 85 swallowed by the sky and 86 patterns of light
1: hey oh yeah, megan what do you think what you think for these <laughs> amazing it's the perfect place to end the book. We don't have to go any further, actually, because everything is just fine. The end.
0: Okay. Well, I mean, you're missing out, but I respect your choices. <laughs> just kidding. I make you do things. <laughs> but uh, I will let you know, this is the, we, you hit the end of the Sander Lynch. Okay. Oof, Oof. And we've just got denouement wrap up after this. Great. Uh, listeners, I'm going to start off real fast. I know about the writing change. We are going to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it until we finish the book. What? But Emily, at some point in this week's reading, the first edition is very, very different from the final. <gasps> uh, Brandon did a thing during the Mm-hmm. And like I said, we'll talk about it in the final. He's written a blog post about it because of course he has. Mm-hmm. And I will talk about it later, but I think... I think for a solo book it was a good change, but I think for the series it was a bad change. Okay. And that's that's listeners, that's a free preview, sneak preview for you all. Um, but we're not going to talk about it till the whole book's over. So, okay. we'll put that in our epilogue, our okay. epilogue episode.
1: Is this kind of along the same lines of changing the color of Shalon? <laughs> it's not, much, much much bigger. Okay. <laughs> so
0: big. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, but first, let's start with uh, the epigraph to 84. Emily, can you read that for us? (laughs) (laughs) It is a string of numbers. I'll read it really fast. Okay. 1118251011127124915121010114102151171121011121713448311107151425414341091614914934121225541010125127101 Five one nine one zero one 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 two three four one two five five one one five two five one two one five seven five five one 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 two three four zero one 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 two nine one five one two one six zero nope two one zero six one five three four
1: nice from the diagram book of the second ceiling rotation pattern fifteen and it means
0: Leanna is not, not Liana,
1: Liana. <laughs> <laughs> no I will
0: I will tell you conjecturally what it means. Shout out to the 17th Shard, uh, who decrypted this. There was a whole thread about decoding this number sequence. And I'm going to just tell you what it is. All right. There's a pattern. There is a pattern. This is a, a message. And the message has been decoded by members of the 17th Shard. And it says, hold the secret that broke the Night's Radiant. You may need it to destroy the new orders when they return. Oh, no. So, Emily, what happened, what happened to the radiance
1: before? They killed their friend. Why? I don't know. Uh, okay. Do I know? No. I don't know. Okay. You don't know. <laughs> Sometimes I worry because I just worry. Yep. So, back
0: in 2014 when this first came up, mm-hmm. here were some of the posts on... Uh, 17th Shard, the fan forms trying to figure out what it is. Mm -hmm. Windrunner, one of the moderators, says, the only thought I had is maybe it could be Pattern's name, which is weak. Mm -hmm. Uh, Satsoni says, so Brandon Trolls' theory is a valid possibility. Um, And then Peter Alstrom, who's the head of editorial for Dragonsteel, he just replied to say, it is indeed a code. Uh... So, somebody decides that the transposition angle, do you, okay, I know I read it all out loud. Mm -hmm. Was there any set of numbers that stood out to you that you heard often? There's a lot of
1: E's. (laughs) (laughs) No, there's a lot of ones. There's a lot of double and triple ones. There's a lot of triple ones. So,
0: somebody tried uh, breaking up every new line, so it started with a triple one. Mm -hmm. And then someone tried looking for zeros. And so they did triple ones and then they were looking for, they were looking at the other, they were looking at the other, maybe these are stormlight dates and things. And they realized that zero one represents one, not like a solo thing. Mm -hmm. And so originally people were like, this might be the dates of the high storm. Mm -hmm. So you guys can go like read through this thread as everyone is working to crack this code, is it a substitution cipher? Is it connected with all of the other uh, ciphers? And so thank you to the 17th Shard. We appreciate you putting things together, and it's incredible. So Shalon has made it inside, basically the control room mm-hmm. of this platform. Later yes. we'll realize that the platform itself is a transportation Pad. Yes. yes. Teleportation pad. And there's all this really cool artwork inside here. And Emily, you did some deductions through here that there are nine other portals. Mm-hmm. You have seen one. You didn't know what it was. I didn't know what it was. But I want you to know we have been in a room that someone described somewhere, and it's another one of these portals. Oh my
1: gosh. How did I miss something this big? Because they didn't know what it was. No, but why can't I remember something this big? Because they presented it as something else entirely. They're like, as they're walking through, they
0: just like kind of mention the room and what they use it for, and it wasn't this. So no one, (gasps)
1: Carbronth. Is it in Carbronth?
0: No one in the world knows what these are. Okay, so don't worry.
1: Didn't answer my question. Yeah, Rafo. Obviously, (laughs) I thought
0: the Rafo was implied. (laughs) Uh. She's mean to Okay. She's so mean. I am sorry, you guys, but she is just so mean about Renarin in her own head. And mm-hmm. then she's mean about him out loud later. Yes. Like, and so I'm wondering, does she sense or know something about Renarin?
1: Like Adolin sensed something about Kaladin. Yeah. Yeah. And it's
0: just setting her teeth on edge that maybe whatever... Renarin's got going on with him is at cross purposes to Shalon, Or is it part oh. of a memory that she's suppressing? I mean, I don't know what interaction she could have possibly had with Renarin, but like,
1: this seems extreme and out of character for Shalon. It does. It doesn't feel like the Shalon we know who would tease Kaladin yeah. about, you know, his boots or when they're down in the chasm. <laughs> she's you know? only
0: nice to boys when she thinks they're handsome.
1: <laughs> and she's just mean. Renarin is very handsome. He is!
0: <laughs> uh... And now I'm laughing, flashing back to when she was talking to Yasna. And she's like, shouldn't you engage me to the younger son? And Yasna's like, no.
1: (laughs) 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 So this is interesting because Renarn was the one who, you know, cut the hole in the door for everyone to go through. And he dismissed his blade. And oddly, as he did so, he let out a relieved sigh. So... I, from what we've learned in this chapter, he's at least aware that something is weird. And I don't know if he has a spren or not, but, like, something's weird. <gasps> okay. Uh-huh. I'm so sorry. All of the... We find out... I'm just going to spoil it for everybody. Yep. We find out that the the big important sprens uh-huh. are the honor blades. No. Can turn into... a. A shard-, a shard... yes, shard blade. <laughs> <laughs> the honor blades do
0: not have a spren. Right. Uh, there are spren who can turn into blades, mm-hmm. but most of the shard blades we see are made of... Dead spren. Do you remember when the Stormfather said, You will kill my child and leave her corpse for <gasps> wicked men to use?
1: Yes, that was it. That's what Ooh. this is.
0: So... What happens when Kaladin has touched any dead Shardblade? He hears it screaming. Shallan does that too. Shallan does that too. Which, but Shallan's doesn't scream. Shallan's doesn't scream. Because Shallan's Shardblade is? Alive. And it is?
1: Pattern. Yes! So, okay, (laughs) Emily,
0: Emily, (laughs) you were so close. When we were down in the chasms Uh and Shallan had her Shardblade out, that whole chapter you're like, where's Pattern? Yes. Pattern must be dead. I don't see him. He's nowhere. Worried. He's nowhere to be seen. Pattern's gone. Shalon
1: <laughs> did something to him. I was worried. You were worried. Okay, listen. You say I almost got it. There is no way in hell I would have <laughs> guessed. Pattern was a sword. But you were you were noticing things were off, and you also picked up that Shalon's blade
0: glowed. <laughs> yes, and normal blades do not. Don't. Oh, <laughs> was so. <laughs> this would mean. If Renarin is on the same wavelength as everybody, Mm that he just hears screaming every time he holds his blade. Every time he's trained with it, when he tried to summon it in the
1: duel, Mm -hmm. uh, right here. I wonder if he... I mean, it doesn't sound like he... Obviously, that he's talked to Adolin about it. (laughs) What?
0: So... (laughs) um, There are things about being neurodivergent that you're like nobody else notices this it must just be normal everyone must go through this Uh, have you ever heard the electricity in an appliance in a tv yes and no one else is like what is that Mm -hmm. so renarin gets a shard blade and everyone's like congratulations and he touches it and it just goes "Ah!" and he's like well no one else is talking about this it must be normal oh buddy (laughs) Buddy. Buddy, pal, friendo. Um, So, is trying to figure out what the room does. She says, (laughs) Renarin, get over here. The boy clomped in her direction. She's
1: so judgy.
0: He's like two years older than she is. Yeah.
1: I, I also think that she is on edge because, like, as we go through and find out, like, she has got to find a way to save the entire army. Yeah. To transport them somewhere. Yeah. And so that is probably weighing quite heavily on her mind. Yeah. Shallan is overstimulated right now. <laughs> uh,
0: so let's let's jump. Away. Okay, so Shallan is like, we need Navani. We need everybody. Go get everyone you can. Mm-hmm. Get them over here.
1: And uh, let's go to Adolin fighting a duel. Wait, 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 wait. Can we talk about? Yeah that chapter I'm sorry we... I thought I said <laughs>
0: okay nope you're right you're right Thank you. while Shalon is looking around Renarin, he's coming <laughs> so Shalon is like he that boy was disturbing it's like sweetheart he's two years older than you yeah Renarin's yeah. like nineteen or 20 and Shalon is seventeen and this is Shalon's book. Uh-huh. This would be less jarring if she'd shown any of this kind of, like, yeah. earlier. Yeah, yeah. Like, what if Renarin had creeped her out the whole time, and mm-hmm. it builds to a head here? But the fact that it just sort of happens in this final part, I don't know if it's suspicious. I don't know if it's part of Shalon's thing. I don't know if it was, like, unintentional on Brandon's part. Yeah. Brandon.
1: Right in. Yeah. You
0: listen to our podcast. Right in. Tell us. (laughs) Listeners, you listen to our podcast. I would love a super cut of every time (laughs) we've called out someone who, quote,
1: listens to our podcast, end quote. Listen, I'll be honest. If I were to ever publish anything or be a part of a creative project, like, as cool as I think, like, oh, yeah, I totally listen to people podcasting. I never could. Ever, ever, ever. I don't think I ever, ever could. I have. <laughs> I listen
0: to so many Lower Decks podcasts mm-hmm. and Camp Cretaceous watch react. I, I, I creep on reactions <laughs> and um, people love my favorite scenes, <laughs> which is great. So, yeah, all,
1: all Lower Decks and Camp Cretaceous podcasters have only correct opinions. <laughs> you heard it in your first books. Um, so, they, they find something that ends up being like a key hole. Just like in Kingdom Hearts. Just like in Kingdom Hearts. And she's having Renarin be a part of this. Mm-hmm. And like trying to, you know, she's, Shalana is first and foremost a scholar. And so she's doing the scientific method of mm-hmm. like experimentation, see if this works. And they're trying to cut it with the blade. And she's like, it means it's made out of the same stuff because it won't cut. Because like you can't cut. cut. another shard blade.
0: Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'd like to bring up earlier, one of the things Renarin's being creepy about is pattern is like, hey, They've summoned the Everstorm, mm-hmm. and there's a high storm coming from the other direction. Yes. Because the Stormfather said, all I can do is summon another storm. Yeah. And Shalon is like, it's the weeping. There's no high storms. And Pattern's like, no, one is coming anyway. They're going to hit two storms, one from each direction. Mm-hmm. They're going to crash right here. And Shalon's like, I don't... Su- you know, maybe they'll just like... Cancel each other out. (laughs) Battered's like, no!
1: (laughs) It's gonna be real bad. (laughs) Oh! Yep. I loved this scene. Okay. Adolin, it was so good. All the foreshadowing about him being a master duelist Uh and people underestimating him. Mm -hmm. He used it all to his advantage. This was amazing. A duel. He could win a duel even in the middle of a storm, even against a monster. Mm -hmm. This was something he could do. And so. We're gonna. I'm gonna just tell you. He's able to trick Eshinai to being close to the edge where he just shoves her off. Yeah, but- you've been waiting. <laughs> Wait for someone to get you've been him. waiting for two
0: bucks for someone to just get <laughs> pushed <laughs> off a cliff, and it wasn't the characters you expected. No. But congratulations, your wish came true. Thank you. There, there's. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: oh, I landed on Brian. <laughs> So I wanted to bring this up because this is not the Alethi way. Like, I think if it was Sadius, he would have fought her to the death, even Mm -hmm. if it was his own death. Or anyone else similar to that. And the idea that Adolin uses techniques, distractions, whatever... I just love that this wasn't out of the blue, but that yeah. we had seen this, and I think it relates directly to Brandon Sanderson's laws of magic, even though this technically isn't magic.
0: It's magic swords. It's magic, magic swords. Armor.
1: Yeah. Um, it it's reminiscent of
0: book one when Downer's using the sword blade to just cut the ground out from under us, and oh yeah, that's yeah, like yeah. all he could do. Mm-hmm. But um. I like to highlight exactly how Adolin pushes her off the cliff. Mm -hmm. He doesn't just take a gloved hand. Oh, no, no, no. He headbutts her so hard, his cracked helmet explodes. (laughs) And that is enough to knock her over the edge. However, uh, because his magical helmet exploded in his face, Adolin can't see for a second, and he puts a foot down in the wrong spot, and he starts to go over the edge. Yeah, But then... He's not falling. What happened? Scar and Draeney right? come and saved him. They came and saved him. Okay. And I want to talk about how in the first book, when I is fighting Dalinar, and then later when she's fighting Kaladin, she is ringed by other Parshendi, mm-hmm. who are not interfering with the fight. They're not attacking Lopin. No. Um, and they're letting this fight take place. And she has support during the fight. Mm-hmm. But now that everyone is storm form she's lost the emotional connection and Mm -hmm. she's she sent away food she sent away her generals and and she has no one supporting her in this fight and she ends up going over the edge alone and there's no one there to catch her yeah and
1: it's her own fault Mm -hmm. i don't think she's dead but she's probably well, severely out didn't, of commission. We haven't yeah. seen the body. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody. She's takes... the most famous guest actor. In this actor. Nobody takes long fall damage in this story except for Ruyi. Oh, I hated that because he had a moment of triumph. He finally did. Anyway, but um, <laughs> oh, uh, Adolin's just like like he's just so relieved. He's like, oh, I guess you know, deflecting with humor. I guess I don't have to wonder if you. Are going to keep up with me. And they're like, lifting fat light eyes is easy. You should try a bridge sometimes. (sighs) I love this. That they're just like, this thing that was like so terrible in our lives Uh has saved you. You're welcome. Were I.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Something that has made me sad in this book is how little interaction we get with the Mm bridgeman. And it's something that's a lot easier to do in a visual thing of like, just having your actors goof around in the background, mm-hmm. or, or, basically, you get an extra you get an extra layer of storytelling when you transfer stuff over to visuals. But I'm thinking like how we see so much extra acting with Merry and Pippin
1: mm-hmm.
0: in the movies, in the Lord of the Rings movies, mm-hmm. even when they're not the point of the scene. Yeah. Anyway, all this to say, um, I would like to play up the relationship Adolin has with these Bridgman mm-hmm. specifically. I'm sorry, I keep talking about the TV show so much, you guys. <laughs> I'm never gonna give up. <laughs> um, but uh, I'm gonna say that the
1: uh, the mood really goes down. Yeah, because well, Adolin sees somebody in a cloak. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna lead up to that okay. because he does see somebody in a cloak. But it's it's a moment of like, oh, we get to breathe. Of just like, okay, grab my grab the pieces that fell off. We're going to try and regrow it. It's going to be fine. And Adolin's back in his uh, his, golden retriever mode. Yeah, yeah. And he sees someone who is striding purposefully, who might know what's going on. And it's like that scene in Megamind.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Where the dad's like, uh, hey, buddy, I can't see. He taps on the really tall dude in the coat. And it turns around and, oh, no, <laughs> Emily!
1: Who's in the cloak? It's the assassin in white. And he's not wearing white. Well, he is. He's wearing a dark cloak to cover him. And I found that to be interesting. And then he says, Grandmama. <laughs> <laughs> because the whole thing from the first book is if you were to assassinate a man, like it's only fair that he should see you coming. And... Zeth has clearly snuck into the camp and blended in. And I love the difference in operandus m- m- modi. Modi, thank you. Of just his world is changing. I feel it in the water. <laughs> yes. And so he's, I think this is him sneaking in. Just sneak.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just imagine a Stormlight AU with Zeth's as Gala. <laughs> I don't know. Kaladin as Frodo. Uh-huh. Uh huh. That wasn't.
1: I can do a better Golem voice than that. That's good. There we go. But we just get. It was assassin and white, and then we're back to Kaladin, we're like. Back <sighs> so, Evelyn, you predicted that Moash would pull his punches, mm-hmm. and he doesn't summon his
0: shard blade. No, he doesn't. But Moash has not practiced the same sort of delicacy that Zahel taught Renarin. Yeah. And and we've been warned by Dalinar in book one that, like, you can't underestimate your strength in Shardplate, that, you know, when he's gripping the cliff wall, if he grips it too hard, it'll break. Mm-hmm. And... <sighs> Moash has taken a shortcut. Yes. And he doesn't have the right foundation to be a master of his plate. Uh, he's, he's an amateur. And he makes an amateur mistake... And
1: he doesn't mean to hit Kaladin so hard, but he breaks all of his ribsicles. Yeah, like, it's, um, you know, he slams an armored fist into him. Kaladin gasped, folding as things broke inside of him, ribs snapped like twigs. And Kaladin coughs blood up onto It's so
0: anime, <laughs> and I love it so much. <laughs> like... This I'm sh- this like literal shot happens in Bleach. <laughs> I just love it
1: so much. So I thirst for blood. When you storyboard this, yep. would you pay an homage to the Bleach and do like the same sort of <laughs> maybe. maybe? Okay.
0: Listen, I have a, I have I I might pay homage to the guy who doesn't like musicals. Somebody coughs up blood there. Oh, okay. It's, spoilers. It's one of my favorite scenes. <laughs> Okay, but anyway, whoops, Moash is like, oopsie doodle. (laughs) Sure didn't mean to do that. I mean, Kaladin's eyes felt like they popped from his face as he curled around his broken chest, trembling. Yeah. Like, I'm just imagining him being like... (sighs) (laughs) Like, you can't,
1: like, oh, you'd have... You can't move, you can't breathe. Yeah. This is bad. It's very bad, and... And Gra- Graves just acts like, oh, what a minor inconvenience. We'll have to do something about the blood. Like, you know. And Kaladin's realizing that they're still obviously going to go forward with killing the king. And this
0: was such a fun
1: thing. And because
0: I ran until I couldn't any longer. Mm-hmm. End of the race. Yeah. Life before death. Mm-hmm. And then Graves is like, I will do it. I will bear this burden. And Moe is just like, I think the f*** not. (laughs) (laughs) And thank goodness they start fighting because it gives Kaladin some time to do (laughs) this. So there's a song in Bleach. Okay. And it usually plays just before Ichigo goes under a big power-up surge Mm -hmm. like this. If you want to see some action, gotta be the center of attraction. Uh, Is that going to be the song of the week? That's going to be the song of the week.
1: Baby, now you'll
0: feel like number one. Sorry, spoilers. We're not there yet, actually. <laughs> not yet. Uh, good thing Good thing Graves and Moash are arguing. Because Calvin's having a little epiphany down here.
1: Mm-hmm. Because, what? He realizes part of the ideals are protecting those who can't protect themselves. Okay, but first, okay. he
0: picks up one foot <laughs> and he pushes himself. Between Elokar and the assassins. Like, he's trying to get his knife out of his belt. He keeps missing. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Moash and Graves are just looking at him. Moash slowly raised his faceplate. Mo. Cal, how are you standing? Mm-hmm. And then Kaladin's like, it all makes sense. This is about Tien, it's about Dalinar, but it's about protecting people. That is who he always was. That is who he always wanted to be. Mm-hmm. He wants
1: to protect. Oh. I strength before weakness. Yeah. I I mean, I can only say I love this so many times before it so just sounds like gibberish, but yeah, the idea that this is Kaladin's like entire identity meaning of life, whatever. It's so powerful that it's in a situation where it almost feels like no one would blame you for quitting because why put yourself through all of that pain? And yet he's just like, until I'm dead, this is what I will do. Fleet ran until he died. Yeah. (sighs) And then he
0: starts hearing a conversation. A feminine voice and a set of capital letters that we've seen before <laughs> he is mine i claim him and in the background graves is telling moash
1: you've got to kill him mm-hmm. he's seen too much <laughs> he will betray us there's no way we can let this go and so you know we hear we hear the feminine voice say i will claim him the the all capitalized voice say he betrayed his oath and goes through and we realize it's the Stormfather or wh- or whoever, you know? Yep. And this reminds me of the Justice Dude. Uh-huh. Where, yes, Kaladin betrayed his oath, but he is there now doing everything he can to make up for it. Yeah. And the Stormfather would just let him die rather than extend any amount of grace. And Syl is just like, I don't care. Uh, Stormfather says that he forbids this,
0: and then Syl's voice, literally her typed voice, changes to be the same intensity as the Stormfather. Capital letters, thundering (laughs) noise. You cannot hold me back if he speaks the words. And Kaladin says another vow. So do you remember, um, what his first
1: vow was? I will protect those who cannot protect themselves. Mm -hmm. And that's what he's repeating over and over and over and over. And now he's got a new vow. Mm -hmm. And it is. uh, I will
0: protect even those I hate so long as it is right. A shard blade appeared in Moash's hands. A distant rumbling. Thunder. Something changed! (laughs) 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 And still's back. And she's like, reach out your hand. And Emily, what? Happened. Still becomes a sword. Still becomes a shard blade. Vivid blue light shining from it and Kaladin goes (gasps) boof. And all of the storm light in the hallway goes out. It's
1: like the assassin in white. (laughs) And then
0: Kaladin goes completely. And uh, Moash is like whoops. I've made a mistake. So this is the moment that a lot of people are like point of no return for moash mm-hmm. he betrayed Kaladin. he not only did he hurt him severely but by the end of the scene moash decides he's gonna kill him mm-hmm. and some people are like this is
1: it unforgivable mm-hmm. thoughts i hate to keep bringing this back up huh now that i know he's gonna go through, <laughs> i feel like there's more of his journey i feel like this might be his midpoint or it's like you know I don't think he's going to be static. Okay, so is he gonna get better or worse? I would I would hope that well if they're foils <laughs> Hey I, I would hope that his story doesn't end too sad. I don't know, I don't I don't know that I wanna guess, but I like my personal hope is Moash can turn around and uh-huh. I'm not gonna say forgive Elokar, but I'm gonna say, I hope he finds peace. Okay, so so this right here is not a point of no return for you. He's already been at the point of no return for me for a long time. It's <laughs> hilarious interested- to me that like Zeth <laughs> could kill nine hundred people, and
0: you're like, okay, but he felt bad, and then Moesh can be like, can I just die a slave in peace? And you're like, this guy sucks. <laughs> <laughs>
1: It's perception, it's emotion, and it's not the same for everyone, and I get that. And listen, I will say, I have not spent any time thinking about Mawash outside <laughs> of these books. He's not the one I think
0: about.
1: I cannot say that is true for me, <laughs>
0: because it's been 10 years since I've been reading these books, and I have, it's hard to let
1: go of those feelings. <laughs> well, because the thing is, once he kind of decide, okay, it, it wasn't a point of no return for me, but the, the point that I was like, okay, I was going to give him... Some slack. He he has a lot to overcome. It's when he decides to kill the king and brings Kaladin in on it, expecting Kaladin to come along with him, never thinking anything else. And just assuming Kaladin will be cool with it. And I'm just like, that's not... That's not cool man. That's not cool man.
0: Yeah. And, listeners, I get it. Moash is a garbage man. Like, I totally get why people would think it here at this point. But one man's trash is another Megan's Blorbo. <laughs> <laughs> He's Blorbo from my books. He's got it. Um, so this- don't worry, if were I to, to, to work on the TV adaptation, I would not movie Hermione him mm-hmm. where all of her book flaws get erased and she gets all of Ron's cool moments. I wouldn't make him stinky. <laughs> Just stank. <laughs>
1: because that's what I like about him. Uh, um, this part is cool there's a lot about glyphs in this yeah. in these few chapters but Kaladin gets a huge power boost um, all his pain goes away you know we talked about the shutters are bursting open it says behind Kaladin frost crystallized on the ground growing backwards away from him a glyph formed in the frost almost in the shape of wings and I can just, I can picture this like, yeah, you can. Like, I'm here to smite those who are going to hurt other people. And because Brandon's writing is good visuals mm-hmm. and it lets you see what's happening. Oh, yeah. And this part that I was just like, <gasps> you know, is uh, the diagram spoke of this grave said, we missed it. We missed it completely. We focused on making certain you were separated from Dalinar and not on what our actions might push you to become so way earlier in the book mm-hmm. you were like is graves a part of the Ghostbloods?" Uh-huh. and i told you he is
0: part of a different secret society altogether is graves it. is a follower of the diagram yeah that was
1: shocking because yeah. I, I mean i because it to me it felt like only teravangian and his two advisors his two advisors and then the ardent who writes down all the Words or whatever mm-hmm. that was in on it knew about it. Like they were they were conducting this huge, this huge undertaking by themselves, and I don't know why I was so surprised that other people knew about it.
0: So Graves has completely fooled Moash
1: mm-hmm.
0: because Graves has been like patriotism, duty, honor, mm-hmm. and now we know he's part of Taravangian's scheming to upset power. Yeah, so earlier in the series when we're talking about the secret revolutionaries meeting and I'm like eat the rich yes I want you to know that that was a bit of a bit <laughs> <laughs> because Graves' true goal is just destabilization mm-hmm. he doesn't care about the common people mm-hmm. and since he's part of and he's like telling everyone we're gonna put Dalinar on the throne yep. but since he's part of the diagram he knows killing Dalinar is part of the plan as well oh <gasps>
1: I hate it. Thank you. So, Moash has
0: <laughs> been an
1: idiot, completely bamboozled. Yep. Yep. I was about to say, if I don't know that they could get Moash on the side of the diagram. Yeah. No. Yeah. Like, he wants justice, but I don't, I think he knows that's not justice. It's just killing everyone. I mean, even though he wants to kill Elokar.
0: Moash looked from Graves back at Kaladin, then he ran. Yeah. Coward. I love him. (laughs) He's an idiot. I care so much. (laughs) Compels me, though. Absolute moron. Foolish behavior. Terrible friend. Love to read about him.
1: (laughs) So, um, Kaladin realizes that this is on purpose, that he's been kept, I mean, he was injured, obviously, but he, he is no longer with Dalinar. He cannot protect Dalinar. And he looks and sees... The storms, I'm assuming, but, you know. He doesn't see anything. Well, he, he turned looking eastward. Oh, no, dot, dot, dot. Yeah, because he looks towards the shattered plains where everybody went. I don't oh, think he saw the storms. The I think storm, it was yeah. a symbolic look like, eastward. Got it. But anyway, we're in chapter 85, Swallowed by the Sky. Emily, read me the epigraph. But who is the wanderer, the wild piece, the one who makes no sense? I glimpse at his implications, and the world opens to me. I shy back. Impossible. Is it? From the diagram Westwell Psalm of Wonders, paragraph 8, note by Adratasia, could this refer to Morays? Mar- I think it's wit. You think Moraes is... No.
0: Oh, sorry. Sorry. I think it's... I think the diagram is referencing Hoyd, mm.
1: but Adratasia knows about Moraes, which means the diagram knows about the blitz. Okay. And are taking them into account. Yeah. Okay. 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 Well, so uh, Shalon's messengers have gotten to everyone to tell them that there are two storms coming to meet in the middle, and everyone's in big trouble.
0: And Pete is like, the everstorm's coming, they're going to collide right here, and the wind is starting. So, Emily, we've talked about hurricanes, Mm -hmm. and we've seen people out in high storms a couple times. Mm -hmm. Do you know what's worse than a high storm? Two high storms? (laughs) Two high storms. So... Uh, Aladar has won his plateau, which is great because mm-hmm. they were tying right away. They were, they were tied previously, but then Aladar just swept through um, because the singing person he stopped singing. Whoops. Whoops. <laughs> so everyone's down, our sending out messages that everyone's got to get to the round plateau.
1: Mm-hmm,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, now we get to see the Everstorm. Everyone's looking at it.
1: Yes, it says, Red light flash, lightning coursing down in repeated blasts. The sky itself seemed to spasm as something built there, swirling in the enormous storm cell that was rapidly expanding outward. So, so, visuals.
0: Kids, everyone look at the covers of your books. So we've got the Words of Radiance cover and the Way of Kings cover with these yellows and purples and blues and greens and just imagine these Colorful but dangerous storms, and now we have just one opposing storm that is just red. Red. Red! <laughs> so uh, we're like, okay, time,
1: time to go! Um, Adolin doesn't look good. No, because all of a sudden you hear shouting, and Adolin like explodes out of a tent. He's just
0: curious uh and he's lost his his listen we already know he lost his helm and his glove um but now his breastplate's cracked cracked his right leg is open Mm -hmm. and down was like who could have done such a thing to a shard bearer he picks up and cradles adolin boy my boy (laughs) okay First time I read this, I'm like Dalinar or Adolin's dying right Mm -hmm. here. Yeah. And instead, oh, listen, so cinematic. Dalinar looks up at the tent, and the wind whips away the rest of the tent just in time to show Zeth striding. Yeah. (laughs) I am not normal about this. hey look your boy's here my boy's here um but we gotta cut away from that we're down below mm-hmm. um renar and sword had not been enough to unlock it mm-hmm. what's the pattern she whispered and then pattern says perhaps you cannot see because you are too close mm-hmm. so Shalon takes a moment to back up <laughs> but
1: uh Renarin's having a bit of a, a time. A time, a day, a moment. Can you, can you read to me what Vernarin says? I can see it, Vernarin answered feverishly, his voice echoing in the chamber. Ardent, who had been studying part of the murals, looked up at him. I can see the future itself. Why? Why, almighty? Why have you cursed me so? He screamed a pleading cry, then stood up and cracked something against a wall. A rock? Where had he gotten it? He gripped the thing in a gauntleted hand and began to write. Shocked, Shalon took a step toward him. A sequence of numbers, all zeros. It's come, Renarin whispered. It's come, it's come, it's come. We're dead, we're dead, we're dead. It's been Renarin, though. It's been Renarin. He can write. Mm-hmm.
0: And if you, on your reread of this book, he's either been in the room or close to the room every time there's been a high storm because we guard Dalinar's family together. Mm hmm. How did he
1: sneak in? Do people just not pay attention to him?
0: Nobody pays attention to him. Nobody looks at him. In fact, a couple times, he's done the writing, and he's also had to be the one to be like, look at the wall! (laughs) (laughs) Wow! What? what? Whoa! How did those get... Did you... Hey! (laughs) Hey, guys! No
1: one's listening. (laughs) No one pays attention to poor Renarin. So... So it sounds like he's also been having dreams of the future, like his dad has. Dalinar's been having dreams of the past. Okay, so he's been having dreams of the future, like his dad dreams. <laughs> are those his epileptic seizures? Rayfo? <gasps> I think they are. Uh, because <laughs> Kaladin said something was weird about it. Okay. And I think I think Renarin said he'd had them for you a while. You think it's odd? Yeah.
0: All right. Let's- Um, Maybe people will actually listen to Renard
1: in the next book and all stuff right. So, um, oh Delinar's moment with Adolin where he he's not like goodbye. Son. he's just like, hey, here are like kind of my last when oh Am I gonna draw this today?
0: <laughs> just the scene where Dalinar's holding him. And Adolin can't
1: even focus on his face. Yeah. He says, when you take the princedom son, don't let them correct you. Don't play their games. Lead. Don't follow. And so, like, Adolin is trying to, like, climb to his feet to help his dad. But he has been beat up. Like, he's in bad shape. And his
0: uh, leg armor is broken, Mm -hmm. which means his plate doesn't have the strength to support itself. Mm -hmm. You've been taught well, Adolin, Dalinar said, eyes on the assassin. You're a better man than I am. I was always a tyrant who had to learn to be something else. But you, you've been a good man from the start. Lead them, Adolin.
1: Unite Unite them! Father!
0: (laughs) Pre-apologies to whichever voice actor I hire
1: (laughs) to play Adolin, because we're going to scream this a lot. Um... And Dalinar goes to face him. He's not like, oh, how do I get out of this? Oh, how do we? He's just like, nope, this is my, not even destiny, but like, this is what I am here for. And he is, he's able to, for the first time, Mm -hmm. because he's always had all these questions. He gets to directly, this is such a weird, a weird thing where like, you'd think like getting to stand in front of the person who killed your family member and like have a calm conversation with them would not be something that happened, but it is happening. Bridge four moves to protect Dalinar. Yes. And he says, There's nothing you can do.
0: Yeah. And so I love listen, a lot of times we get the cliche of, no, I have to do this myself. Mm-hmm. But here, Dalinar's literally like, there's nothing you can do. Yeah. There's nothing anyone can do. And,
1: and uh how's Seth how's Seth doing? Oh, uh, not great at all. Yeah. Because he's he's basically saying, like, again, I am Seth's son son vilano, truthless of Shinovar. I do as my masters demand, I do not ask for explanations. And Dalinar is, like, looking at this dude and realizing, like, he's clearly unhinged. Uh Like, not even, like, a little bit. It's just like, oh, this dude is not doing well, which is what Taravangian noticed, you know? And, yeah. What
0: I am owed, the assassin shouted, rainwater spraying from his face, stormlight rising from his lips, will come to me eventually, every bit of it... I will drown in it, Stonewalker. Mm hmm. Well, that's not great. Thank you. Okay. Um, um, okay.
1: Oh, <laughs> well.
0: Dalinar summons his shard blade. Zeth summons his shard blade. The shard blades clash and then. The assassin spared a glance for Dalinar's weapon and smiled, lips drawn thin, showing only a hint of teeth. That eager smile, matched with haunted eyes, was one of the most evil things Dalinar had ever seen. Thank you, the assassin said, for extending my agony by not dying easily. And then he just explodes in a pillar of
1: white light. Yeah, cool this is your god (laughs) that is never what i I am misunderstood i know i'm making that is misunderstood
0: i am making fun of you i
1: love that we have our problematic (laughs) face like i can't get on this tangent yeah you can but i don't know i don't know how to put this into words because later on I, I'd kind of guess like, hey, now that he knows he didn't have to kill anyone, but he's done all this killing anyway, his attitude is kind of like, what's one or two more? Yeah. Yeah. Because um Zeph does not see the inherent value of a human life. No, he does not. Not even his own. Nope. And so, I also like this next scene where Adolin, Adolin is just like, wow, my dad fights beautifully. And that kind of reminds me of the scene where he sees his dad as the Blackthorn kind of mm-hmm. for the first time. Just, I like those those callbacks. But but the, the fight, I was worried, about, obviously, about the fight between Gav- Dalinar and Zeth. And I just thought it was going to be, like, this frantic hacking and slashing, just barely parrying everything. But it's just, like, this is one of the most beautiful things like Dalinar has ever done. He, he like, his instincts knew what to do. Like, he knows how to parry, block, thrust, all this stuff. And... He holds his own, but it's not enough. If I were into charge <laughs> Sorry, you guys. I've thinking about this a lot as we're doing this
0: <laughs> reading. I would, uh, working with the stunt team to choreograph this, mm-hmm. we would echo the fight of Zeth v. Gavilar. Oh. Down to some of the same moves, down to some of the same camera work, mm-hmm. and I'm sure a musical echo as well. Mm-hmm. But... The attitudes would be completely reversed. Mm -hmm. And I just. Brandon. (laughs) I know you know. (laughs) We've literally talked about this.
1: (laughs) So let's stop. (laughs) What do I have to do? (laughs) I have to prove myself. Yes. More animatics. (laughs)
0: Of the draws. it's all right. I'll I'll make, and I will direct, and
1: I will do some really killer fan art. Nice, and then they'll have to say yes. (laughs) Like I said, this is this is a beautiful moment for Dallinar because he realizes, as good as he is, obviously Zeth is better, and he realizes even if I had been there that night. when my brother died there is nothing I could have done like there's no way I could beat this person and I couldn't have saved him and for Dalinar he suddenly realizes he is absolving himself of that guilt of just like I did everything I could and it's I just can't imagine like something that you've been living with for for so long just to be like oh I can let it go now like that's great and someone jumps into the fray to help. Yes. And I, like Dalinar, thought it was one of the Bridgemen. Yeah. it was not. High Prince Royan, mm-hmm. the coward. Yeah. And he rushes in with his his men. Like uh-huh. they're they're coming after to help Prince Dalinar, you know. And um, Royan gets lashed to the sky. And it yeah. goes up very high and then falls back down, and that's all we need to say about that. Now now you've said it quite quickly.
0: <laughs> but instead, it's so this chapter is called Swallowed by the Sky. Yeah. Oh! Jumping back! What? Kaladin's first chapter is called The One Who Saves. Uh-huh. And I believe it is a parallel to the chapter The One Who Hates. Ooh. So I just want to get that out there. <laughs> uh so Zeth just plays tag. And Royan, <laughs> and then he just falls back down again. And it's not like a Looney tune. No, it's not. It's like a water balloon. Wah! So somebody <laughs> gets some long fall damage. Um, And he hits with a crunch. And Adolin's going for him. But Zeth is, you know, full of stormlight. He mm-hmm. just like sips out of the way. And Adolin's trying to go up against him with Shardplate. Which reminds me so much of, I'm getting Echoes of the Duel, where, where Kaladin goes in without shard mm mm-hmm.
1: mm-hmm.
0: And a dozen bridgemen form up, and everyone is trying, and everyone is working together. And Adolin is leading the charge against Zeth. Mm-hmm. But then, Zeth gets to Dalinar and mm-hmm. tags him.
1: Yeah. And Dalinar goes up in up. the air.
0: But unlike Rohan,
1: Dalinar does not scream. Mm-mm.
0: Just silently falls. So there's this water slide at Blizzard Beach. (laughs) And it is 10 stories tall. And I'm never getting on it. And it's that's very tall. And you have to climb stairs to get all the way up there. Mm -hmm. Emily's never going on it. I've been on it several times. I even took Emily to this water park. And I'm like, I'm leaving you in the lazy river. And I'm going on this slide. And I said, cool. I have never been able to resist screaming on this slide. (laughs) It is tears out of me because like you go over the edge and you drop you drop so fast and the first time i went on this slide i was very nervous but i'm like disney is obsessed with safety Mm -hmm. i know this because i was a lifeguard there disney's obsessed with safety they wouldn't make a dangerous thing yeah on purpose (laughs) on purpose and as i'm climbing up people are going past me on the slide and i'm not hearing anything and when I cut down to the bottom later, because, okay, I say you have to climb stairs all the way up. You get the stairs at about the halfway point. Mm-hmm. And so this is like the last third of the slide, and I'm not even hearing people scream. Yeah. The thing is, <laughs> they drop by you so fast, <laughs> they don't start screaming until they pass you on the stairs. <laughs> and the first time I go through this slide, and you're, it's basically a free fall for the first five stories, uh-huh. 65 feet. Bad. I go over the edge, and... I involuntarily clench my eyes shut because I just see sky and I'm just free falling, and I scream the way I've never screamed <laughs> before in my life. Dalinar's a better man than I am. <laughs> so if you guys want to experience this, go on the
1: slide at Blizzard Beach in Florida. And here's the thing: is just like that happens, and and Zeth is surrounded by the entire rest of the army. And he's just like, oh, I'm done. Okay. I did it. Okay. Bye. Adolin runs up to him and Zeth hits
0: him, hits his sword with his sword so hard, it breaks Adolin's wrist. Yep. Mm-hmm. So Adolin's like, ah! And Zeth is like, crunch. Uh, and then Zeth is like, I guess I could kill one more on my
1: own time. Let's see, okay. I'm not a Zeth apologist. You can. It's okay. You can like what you like. (laughs) Murderers are people too. (laughs) We should have known. We should have known this was coming. Like, and I think I kind of, I think I kind of guessed that, that this was coming. That to feel like you're floating free and there's no restrictions, like, I think Zeth is going to go way too far before realizing he can place his own restrictions on his own life. And it doesn't mean he can do whatever he wants. He doesn't want to do everything he's done, but I think it's familiar at this point. Uh, And that's his comfort zone. scene from uh, Scandal. Mm -hmm. I used to drink whiskey
0: (laughs) for my job and people used to pay me to... Drink whiskey because I was really good at it. This ex-assassin is going to Alcoholics Anonymous, trying to talk with people about his urge to kill. Uh, but then, dang, somebody comes floating down. And as Emily's reading, as we were reading this, uh, Emily
1: was Those like, Those you who weren't on the live read. Yeah. Emily was like,
0: I knew it! You, what was it you said? It was something like, Delinar's a radiant or Yeah. Uh, you judged me for being right oh, or something.
1: Yes, yes. And then I was like you can excuse excuse
0: me for being right. And I said, you're not excused. Because, Emily, five seconds later, Dalinar has not got radiant powers in this scene. No. Instead, we've got, like a falling star, a blazing fireball of light and motion shot down in front of Dalinar. <laughs> it crashed into the ground, sending out a ring of stormlight like white smoke. At the center, a figure in blue crouched with one hand on the stones the other clutching a glowing shard blade. And he is shinier than death.
1: I'd rather be
0: shiny. You sent him to die, assassin, Kaladin said, stormlight puffing from his lips. But the sky and the winds are mine. I claim them as I now claim
1: your life. He is finally, finally on Equal terms, because we've always heard like Seth, like the stormlight puffing out of his mouth, and things like that, and then seeing Kaladin do that. And I mean, Kaladin does say later on that like he's not as practiced at this that you know Zeth is, but Kaladin's on his home turf. He has claimed the wind, he has claimed the sky, and I I think I remember early early on in book one or something, thinking that Zeth would be relieved to fight Kaladin. On equal terms because he was always so mad that like no mm-hmm. one could beat him
0: i think if that had been the case in book one that would have been true mm-hmm. but
1: things have really changed for zeth in this book yeah the Kaladin's existence is threatening zeth's sanity yeah and he's not he's not
0: Zeth is like no i'm truthless yeah <sighs> Well, and then Kaladin. Uh, Kaladin is noticing there are two.
1: Kaladin's noticing that. I'm going to read the epigraph. <laughs> so this is chapter eighty-six, Patterns of Light. One is almost certainly a traitor to the others. From the Diagram Book of the Second Desk Drawer, paragraph twenty-seven. Now, we have
0: seen an epigraph from
1: the Second Desk Drawer already.
0: So here is the Book of the Second Desk Drawer, paragraph fourteen. The unmade are a deviation, a flare, a conundrum that may not be worth your time. You cannot help but think of them. They are fascinating. Many are mindless, like the sprint of human emotions, only much more nasty. I do believe a few can think, however. 82, paragraph 15, book of the second desk drawer. There is one you will watch. Though all of them have some relevance to precognition, Moloch is one of the most powerful in this regard. Mm-hmm. His touch seeps into a soul as it breaks apart from the body, creating manifestations powered by the spark of death. But no, this is a distraction, a deviation, kingship. We must discuss the nature of kingship. So that was paragraph 14 and 15, talking about the unmade. Mm-hmm. Um, and then here we've got one is almost certainly a traitor to the others. So... This can either be continuing a talk about the unmade, Mm -hmm. or it's about kingship. Okay. So, keep an eye out for either a king betraying other
1: kings, or an unmade betraying other unmade. Can do. So, the next... Basically, the whole fight with Zeth and Kaladin is, like, this beautiful (gasps) cinematic thing, and... Yeah. Like... Yeah. And I I, I mean, I don't want to, like, jump back and forth, jump back and forth, jump back and forth, but... Um, the whole fight is just this, this amazing thing of Zeth being increasingly more concerned that Kaladin really is who he seems to claim. Oh,
0: Zeth looks afraid of Kaladin even before we start. So here's what we'll do: let's talk Shalon first, okay, and then uh, let's talk Shalon first, and then we'll do we'll do the rest. Okay, perfect. So. She's still being a... <laughs> mean person. <laughs> a, B- a B-word about Renarin. <laughs> Someone shut him up, Shalon snapped. Gag him if you have to. She pointedly turned around, ignoring the raving prince. What is her deal? I don't know. Now, listen, I've never had these thoughts before. I've been reading it this time. But I feel like there is
1: more to this scene. hmm I don't know what it is. I don't know either. But, but Yeah. Yeah, like, she can work under pressure. And so I don't know if, like, maybe her radiantness is detect... Like, we've talked about detecting something, but, like, maybe maybe her, her radiantness is picking up on something... Um, how do I say this? A different frequency. No, because we've already talked about that. Okay. Um, the idea that she understands there are further implications to this; these words, and it's making her much more nervous than she needs to be, but she doesn't understand why. Oh, she's afraid. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, I like that. Thank you. Listeners, there's a thing I'm talking around, and you know it and I know it. Boo. Don't worry about it. Boo. Rifle. <laughs> so, as she is looking at the room, she eventually deduces it is a... Fabriel. It's a
1: giant Fabriel. Navani is going to pee her pants over this.
0: (laughs) Uh, So Shalon is infusing the lamps with Stormlight. So like she's sucking it out of the Arden's lamps. And then she's playing tag. And she's putting the Stormlight Mm -hmm. back into these other gems. And the other... Like she's not even explaining... She's not explaining to the other artists. Inadara is just like, how are you doing that? (laughs) And so she's hearing people. Like, people are pulling out prayers. And they're like, she's a lost radiant. And she's finally like, I need gemstones. I need stormlight. And, oh, Adolin's here. And her boyfriend's back. That's nice. Mm -hmm. So uh, she is slurping in stormlight from Adolin. And then he goes... You too. Uh she bit her lip. <laughs> yeah, sorry. <laughs> Storms woman, can you fly like he does? Fly
1: thunder. <laughs> <laughs> I love this just quick little blip because It's been this big secret for her. Like, no one is supposed to know. And she's like, well, I guess, like, the cat's out of the bag. Because you had brought up correctly that Shalon's strength is in sneak attacks. Yeah. And the idea of just, like, I'm out in the open is probably freaking her out. And so the idea that her betrothed, Adolin, the one that, you know, she, she, I'm assuming, loves, is just like, oh, and you. Like, i just got to cut all the wind out of her sails. But I don't think she knows who Adolin is talking about. Like, yeah. can you fly like he does too? And she's like, fine. You know. So, um,
0: she has finally got enough stormlight to infuse all the spheres. Mm-hmm. Which I think is a great visual countdown of like, oh, I have to accomplish all of these. It's, it's great when your characters are trying to accomplish something to like give them measurable. Instead of just, we win or we lose. It's, mm-hmm. I complete these ten steps and then we win. Yeah. Um... So, the intricate design is shining like a ton of, you know, stained glass. And she's trying to get Adolin to put his shard blade in. And Adolin is trying. And the slot changes shape to fit the sword. But still, nothing, nothing happens. Nothing happens. So, then, Shalon is like... "There's," She thinks the phrase, a deep truth. There is something wrong with your blade and with all blades... She hesitated for a second. All but mine. Pattern. He formed in her hand the blade she'd used to kill the hidden soul. Yep. Connect that phrase.
1: Okay, first of all, I want to say it's interesting that the first time she went to Shadesmar, she had to tell a truth. Mm -hmm. A big truth. Mm -hmm. And the second time, in order for them to be transported somewhere... She has to reveal the truth of what she has. Yep. And I think that's a very cool parallel. So I think, okay, I know I, I harp on hereditary, but I think her mom had this sword. And it. I, I just think her mom had it. So, uh, so she calls for a pattern. Mm-hmm.
0: Spren forms in her hands to become a blade. The mm-hmm. blade she used to kill. Mm-hmm. Are you saying that pattern was her mom's spren and Shalon took him?
1: I'm saying maybe he got stuck. He forgot how to... Because when you first come over, your memory is super spotty. Mm-hmm. Maybe he got stuck as a sword. Or maybe Shalon. Okay, maybe Shalon bonded to him when she was younger and... You know, you can keep a blade formed as long as you're concentrating on it. Maybe that's what she's using a lot of her brain power on as a kid, is to keep this thing as a sword. So what is mother's soul hidden in the box? The Shalom looks at that safe on the the, wall all the time, and it's glowing because mom's soul is in there. I think maybe she's talking in like, this is what mom sold her soul for. Okay. Yeah. So... As, as clarity,
0: your current witch prediction, mm-hmm. prediction <laughs> is that Pattern was her mother's spren, mm-hmm. and m- when mom died, Shalon took Pattern mm-hmm. from her.
1: Yeah, well, she's, yes. All... How did mom die? Well, we have seen very brief flashbacks of red, white carpet once red, nope, red carpet once white. Mm-hmm. Um, because mom and someone else died at the same time. Yeah. And it was, we're kind of led to believe that it was the mom having an affair, but I'm sure the dad was just overreaching, you know, like overreacting. So then dad killed mom and the, and the dude, the lover, whoever it is. And I I think Shalon would have blamed herself if she had accidentally let her dad know or accidentally alerted her dad or said something like innocently as a kid.
0: Got it. Like in Once Upon a Time. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, heads up, we're doing Steven Universe before we do Once Upon a Time. Okay. Okay. So, she puts her blade in. Mm-hmm. And she doesn't call it pattern once she summons it. She just calls it her blade or the blade. Yeah. Um, And the ten lamps faded like closing eyes. Oh, wait. When she puts the sword in, they walk... The whole ring around Mm -hmm. um, until they're above the picture of Urethiru. And Mm -hmm. then the ten lamps faded like closing eyes. Yep. And so uh, the sounds
1: of the storm just go silent. Mm -hmm. And She's also freaking out because she's like, we left everyone else there. Yeah. Uh, Pattern, dot, dot,
0: dot. Her shard blade dot, 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 vanished back to mist, and the
1: room's mechanism settled down. Because the the opening to get into this chamber mm-hmm. is very small, and there's no way they can fit the thousands and thousands of people out there who are basically outside in the rain waiting on this giant plateau, mm-hmm. uh, trying to figure out what's going on. And so she is just kind of beside herself that they basically... And really, she says, the rest of the army, dot, 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 and ellipses is when
0: Shallan doesn't want to think about something. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I'm going to call your attention back to pattern, dot, 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 her shard blade, dot, dot, dot. I think there's a lot of unsaid Shallan feelings in those Mm -hmm. dots, and we don't know what they are yet. Yeah. But, um, nope, she she literally just saved everybody. She brought them through in the portal. Mm -hmm. And that is... Where Shalon's part in this story ends. So okay. now, let's talk about Zeth
1: v. Kaladin. All right. It's I mean, so triumphant. The fighting so is just triumphant. incredible. Uh, like this, I was like on a high. Yeah. You were reading this to me and I just like couldn't sit still. Uh-huh. Are you ready? He whispered. Of course, Sil said in his head, I'm not the one we've been waiting <laughs>
0: on. Oh. He meets him blade against blade. And so he and Zeth are flying. Yep. Just up in the air. Yep. Uh, and the gemstones, the, oh, beneath them, the gemstones, these huge fabrials, are just sprinkled across the plateau like stars below them. Yeah. And uh, Kaladin is seeing everybody gather on the on the circle plane. But, oh my god. Gosh, he's back in the sky. In the he sky. thought he would never have it. Like the Stormfather himself said, "You will not ride my winds again." Yeah, and still is alive! alive. This is so Tinkerbell, <laughs> and I'm okay with that. Uh, and she says that she was only as dead as his oaths, and they. He travels up above the storms. Mm-hmm. Not yet. No, he's traveling up, so he's like parallel with the storms. And this is an unpredicted high storm. There shouldn't be one. So the red storm's from the Parshendi. Where's that high storm coming? And then Syl says, my father. He brought the storm rushing its pace. He's broken Kaladin. He doesn't think any of this should be happening. He wants to end it all, wash everyone away, Mm -hmm. and try to hide from the future. Yeah. Hey. Sounds like Sounds like some things that other people are thinking as well. <laughs> so the Stormfather himself wants humanity dead. Great. Great. Ugh. So Kaladin is just in the dark clouds. Mm-hmm. Someone who's just painted a lot
1: of fog and glass. <laughs> um <gasps> What? Sill? Yep. Can change shape. Silk can change shape, which we knew the blades could do that, but we didn't know blades could do that. Right? I love that. Shalon's blade could do that, and we just, we didn't think about it. Nope. Why
0: on earth could Shalon change the shape of her shard blade? Because they just can do that, right? (laughs) We're like, we don't have time. In fact, Calvin's like, how? What? And Shalon's like, not now. Nope. Okay. That. Oh, no. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Back, in the, this, back in this. And this is back yeah. in the chasms. Okay, now we're, we go through the darkness and lightning, and we've been fighting on the ground in the dark in the red light, and they fly up so high into the air that they are above the storms and they're back in the blue. Mm-hmm.
1: And because this is a high storm, uh-huh. they're both powered up again. Yep. Uh, well, I was kind of hoping that. Uh, I think earlier I had guessed that. Uh, because it's the weeping, Zeth would use up all of his stormlight because he has to use it so much. Yeah. So. And Zeth is like, you've
0: stolen honor blades,
1: multiple. It's the only explanation. I love this. I love not that people are in pain but i love this i love seeing zeth's the way that he thinks because he is still i think trying to cling to the idea the emperor is alive is alive yeah he's trying to cling to the idea that what he did was right and you know what he was supposed to do and the idea that maybe i can explain this away in a way that makes sense to me it's just so sad because it's, it's that's so sad. It's not the only explanation oh, it's
0: so sad Ugh, and listen beneath them, thunder rumbled, and the clouds shivered with color. What? Anyway, uh, so so. (laughs) Sil, she
1: changes shapes, because Kellan is like, I should have practiced with the sword. Mm -hmm. What does she turn into? She turns into a spear. She turns into the spear. She's a spear. She's a sword. She's a shield. We need. She's she's a halberd. We need to invent spread guns.
0: So, oh my gosh. Just the clouds breaking apart, smashing, listen. If I were We would run some pretty cool storm simulations before we started designing this mm-hmm. and like literally programming two storm cells to smash into each other and like base our art styles off of our storm
1: simulations. That'd be very cool. I love that. Uh anyway, what a cool stage for a battle, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're up in the air, they're flying around. It's still difficult to kind of maneuver everything, mm-hmm. but like you've boulders, got, yes, boulders are just flying up, and Kaladin's like, if it's this bad, clear this up here. High. Which listen, he's been in a high storm before. Twice. He knows how it is, right?
0: Right, and so he's like, oh my gosh, it must be really really bad and so zeth there's a bit where he dives into the clouds and i'm imagining like a, a shark under mm-hmm, the water mm-hmm. and uh then bam he's just like next to him going mm-hmm. isn't this fight is so anime and i love it oh <laughs> and uh they're like lashing against each other and side by side with each other and zeth
1: calls out. It's like you're new at this you can't fight me i will win I will always win. And he sounds, yeah, like you said, he sounds angry about that. that mm-hmm. Because I don't think that was something he wanted to do. He didn't, mm-hmm. I think he wanted someone to put him out of his misery. And now that someone can, I think that instinct to kick in and live is very, very strong. Ugh, man.
0: Uh, a shield was in Kaladin's hands. A split second later, as he slammed away the attack, Sill shattered as he did, forming back into a sword as Kaladin thrust forward with empty hands. The sword appeared, and the weapon bit deeply into Zeth's shoulder. Mm -hmm. So, the Avatar... nope, the Artemis Fowl movie. Mm -hmm. was not a good adaptation. Right. And there is a scene where Artemis and Butler have magic weapons. Okay. And so, obviously, these it's live actors, but the weapons are done in CG afterwards. And they just asked the actors to pantomime fighting with two or three different weapons. Pretend it's a gun. Pretend it's a bow and arrow. Mm-hmm. Pretend it's a this and this and this. And if the actors pantomimed, then the CG artist laid the weapons on top of it later. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I, like, I'm like imagining what they wanted to do with something cool like this. Yeah. Yeah. And
1: it just didn't it didn't sink as well as it could be. Mm-hmm. But, um... Kaladin, you know, is, is, okay, okay, hold on. Uh, Zeth is yelling at her, you're trying to convince me you can't be one of them. Because Kaladin's saying, the Knights Radiant have returned, and Shin is like, or Zeth is like, no, they haven't. Oh, man. Like, he, he cannot even entertain this for a second, or else his world is going to implode even further. Yeah, the bit
0: where he's like, the Knights Radiant cannot have returned, Kaladin says, they have, and they're going to kill you
1: yeah uh and so here's the thing is kaladin doesn't antagonize him really but he's just telling him the truth like yes the void bringers are back and zeth is just like no i'm truthless because that was what he had tried to tell people uh-huh. and he got kicked out for it and he says oh like he kind of has this ding moment of just like I obey my masters. You're not my target. Bye. And he zooms down to get Dalinar again. Ugh.
0: And like the storm that they dive into is so strong that even his lashings are no good. Still is like, be careful. My father hates you. <laughs> uh, that this is his domain. But since he goes in the storm itself, he's like stormlight meter full. <laughs> and then, uh. Just like Zahel had taught Kaladin weeks ago, Zeth does not need to defeat Kaladin. He just has to get to the people he needs. He's trying to protect. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> so they're they're going through the storm. They're racing to the finish, and they see the army on the po- on the on the plateau. And Kaladin is just trying to get there before Zeth or catch up with him or anything.
0: Mm-hmm. And then lightning strikes, and Zeth is. Alone on the plateau. Yeah. There's no one else there. The army was
1: gone. Can you imagine if he had transported Transported with them? them?
0: And Kaladin's like, where? (laughs) Kaladin is like inside, lighting up all the ten lamps, putting a sword in the thing, running around to the other side. And then Kaladin transports on top of the plateau and brings everyone back. And Shallan's like, No!
1: Oh, that'd be funny. Um, so they find out that it wasn't. Well, I think did we talk about well, this? That the portal was the plateau was the portal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So Zeth is like, I know this column. I've seen it before. They went to the city,
0: didn't they? Oh, like, he knows. He where knows where So they are both flying. He's headed westward. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, he's going to Uruthiru, and Kaladin's like, he knows where Dalinar went, and I don't. So I better keep up. <laughs> And they they are fighting past the Everstorm. Mm-hmm. They're now going the way that the high storm goes. Okay. And so they are at the forefront of the Stormfather's Storm Father's storm. Mm-hmm. And they're having their final, like, this is kind of their final set of clashes. hmm And there's a moment where I want to say they're in like, oh my gosh. Kaladin just gets flocked by all of these. Windspren. Mm-hmm. Because Sill is not a windspren, but she was with them. She's, I want to say they're like allies. Mm-hmm. Windspren formed a halo around Kaladin, zipping in and out, spiraling around his arms and legs. The proximity of the storm kept his storm light stoked, never letting it grow dim.
1: You know those old art. Deco, sort uh-huh. of thing. I can just see like this old Art Deco Catholic stained glass thing of like Saint Caledon with like, yes, like all the storm spread, like him just like in the air, hovering with the with the halo and the sprint. Oh, it'd be so beautiful. And so like I'm I'm imagining
0: the rhythm of the fight here mm-hmm. is clash clash, and it's like building to a crescendo, mm-hmm. and then it almost just stops, and his spear is against the hilt of blade and they're pressing up against each other and then like that
1: quiet before the storm Mm -hmm. and this is when zeth whispers it is actually true yeah because he has seen it in action people just telling him that it's true wasn't going to be enough he had to actually see this and have someone prove it to him uh i was right all along i was never
0: truthless i could have stopped the murders Anytime. See, he gets it.
1: Unlike Moash, not who's quite, just like, not quite. "I will kill and kill." And Shut kill. your face! <laughs> Moash still hasn't killed anyone. He was going to, but he didn't. <laughs> but he was going to. <laughs> Listen, if he ever
0: succeeds and kills someone, <laughs> then maybe we can talk. But, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Here's the Kaladin's reply. Mm-hmm. Point at it in your book, so you even do. <laughs> I don't know what that means, Kaladin said. But you never
1: had to, to kill. kill. Technically, yes. Yup? Yeah. Spiritually, yes.
0: Ecumenically, yes. yes. Grammatically, <laughs> yes. Zeth never had to kill anyone but he felt that he had to so that's uh, there are days where i feel like i have to burn a building down do i do it no
1: good job
0: (laughs) i'm gonna burn this building (laughs) this is fun i'm sorry listeners i'm
1: enjoying this sometimes we argue as a bit yeah (laughs) um but he excuses is a little harsh here (laughs) i think i said that during our reading
0: Mm -hmm.
1: but you never let's see excuses is that why you if that was why you murdered then you're not the evil man i assumed you're a coward instead
0: zeth has killed today a lot bridgeman that kaladin cares about yeah. zeth has murdered and maimed multiple people that kaladin personally knows and maybe if the bridgeman had had more screen time emily would care <laughs> a little harder about this too so like i don't I don't know how to explain to you that
1: murder is bad. <laughs> I that. Anyway. I'm saying as a character study, Zeth fascinates me. Yeah. The oh. commitment he had believing that... I mean, he also saw it as an excuse, is that he mm-hmm. didn't have to think about it. Yep. And the idea that he was a weapon, and again, the whole kind of spear, be blamed yep. for, you know, whatever. And so, like zeth to me is utterly fascinating i wouldn't want to meet him ever, ever 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 never 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 but i love reading whatever he's in just the way he thinks it's very cool mm-hmm. well you might not have to ever meet him because
0: what happens okay he falls well okay read, read a bit read a bit before because um kaladin's trying to draw zeth out of his attack pattern mm-hmm. um
1: Zeth- going for a parry on purpose and then what yeah. happens can you just read me those two lines yeah zeth did not parry he just closed his eyes to accept the attack in that instance in that instant for reasons he could not have anticipated pity perhaps oh thank you that he could not have articulated pity perhaps Kaladin diverted his blow driving the blade through zeth's wrist the skin grayed flashing with reflected lightning the sword tumbled from the assassin's fingers then dulled as it plummeted and so Zeth falls from the sky, mm-hmm. as does the sword. And mm-hmm. Syl is just like, "Get it! Get it! Get it! Get it! Get it!" And so, uh, Kaladin goes to get it before it falls into the, the storm. into the storm. And and Kaladin says, "I didn't kill him, but Zeth has like fallen and disappeared from view, and he does not have any Windrunner powers
0: Mm-mm. without the blade." Yeah. And I mean, we didn't see the body, but Emily, how long do you think someone without powers lasts in a high storm? Here's the thing.
1: Uh Uh-huh. The Stormfather's there. He hates Kaladin. That's true. I think he might have saved Zeth just to be petty. Okay. (laughs) Listen, this guy
0: is no good for my daughter. <laughs> I want you to kill him so my precious baby girl <laughs> doesn't have to be his Sil spear. There you go. Um, and then we have now, I, Kaladin and Sil reunited in a bit of a rush. Mm-hmm. So now they have a moment cute to breathe. moment between
1: them. Yeah. You almost killed me, you realize. I realize. I thought I had. And. And um, you are intelligent and articulate. You forgot the compliment. But I just said those were simple statements of fact. You're wonderful. Truly, Syl, you are. Also a
0: fact, she said, grinning, but I'll let it slide so long as you're willing to present me with a sufficiently
1: sincere smile. And you did. It felt very, very good. Aww. Ah! That is the end of this week's reading. Great, the book's over. Everyone has a happy ending. Everything is fine.
0: Uh, Listeners, some of you know that there is a pretty significant change in part of our reading today. A big change from the first edition. I have the first edition. Mm. um, But Emily and I aren't going to talk it over until the book ends. Because there's a little bit of a kind of like aftermath effect of this change that I want to wait till the end to read. But um, thank you all so much We are gonna do the next reading on our own. Uh, We'll get to to the Heralds in a second. We're gonna do the next reading on our own, but we are going to live read the epigraph. So we will finish everything um, and have a live read of the epigraph on our Discord, at the log on our Discord. Um, Just so you guys know, right now the Discord isn't open to new people, but for Oathbringer, We are going to try our best to start up a Patreon Mm -hmm. and get you in on that. So between books two and three, Mm -hmm. we are planning on doing a special episode about Edge Dancer and a special episode on the Emperor's Soul, which will be involving several friends of the pod. So thank you all so much for listening. Let's talk about the heralds at the beginning of the chapters. The one who
1: saves. Chapter 84. It is Yezrian and Yezrian. It is Kaladin's... Herald. Kaladin's patron, Harold. Yep. yep. So that makes perfect sense. Uh, chapter 85, Swallowed by the Sky. We have Paula. Uh huh. And Naylin. And Nailen is. Justice. Justice! <laughs> and Which is what kind of happens when Kaladin shows up. Justice is m- meted out. <laughs> Just as they need him the most.
0: <laughs> All right. And then 86, Patterns of Light.
1: We have Yezrian and Naylan, So Justice and And, uh... and Wind Runners, which mm-hmm. I think is the, the
0: final fight. Easy. Yeah. Woo! What we did it! We made it through the Sanderlanch!
1: Can I read the whole rest of the book? Is that a yeah, except reading? for the epilogue?
0: Okay. Um so next week we are going to cover chapter 87, The Riddens. Chapter 88, the Man Who Owned the Winds. Chapter 89, The Four. And then we will stop. We are not going to read the epilogue. We've gotta wait. But everyone, oh my gosh, we've
1: pretty much finished <laughs> Words of Radiance. Oh, that was amazing. That oh, was amazing. I'm trying to think because I think we started at Christmas in 2022. We started in November.
0: Oh, sorry. This book. This book. Yeah. Oh, okay, I
1: think yeah. we started Christmas twenty twenty two ish, and it is March of twenty twenty three. So it's been five months. April. It's no, 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 no. Sorry, twenty twenty one. Oh, so it's been a year and a bit. You know, we don't know. We don't keep. We don't to remember. <laughs> it's just been a while. We've been
0: podcasting for three years. Yeah. <laughs> Wow, well, um, I'm going to get back to cleaning, and Emily, now that you're allowed, I'm pretty sure you're just going to read what you're out. allowed at the end of the book, yes. so you can absolutely do it, and you want to know why? Why? Because I believe in you. I believe in you. Ready? Ready? Wait! The song of the week is <gasps> number one from Bleach, I cannot remember the name of the artist. If you want to see, and the song is by uh, Geek Music, it says. Nope. It's number one, featuring Hazel Fernandez by Shiro Sagisu. That that's because that's the bleach song when he powers up and like when he gets his you know shikai and his bankai and like all oh, that sort of stuff. Okay, now I believe in you.
1: Ready, break. Thank you, everyone, again for listening and tuning into my sister made me view it. The Words of Radiance. I almost said the Roswell ones, but that's wrong. And then I looked at you. <laughs> no. I looked at you and I said, don't, don't do it. <laughs> she was right to look at me in disappointment, but.
0: Hi, I'm here too.
1: She's here too. Uh, yes, the rumors are true. I am in California with Megan and we're just having a good time. Uh, I. Wanted to get the episode up and let you know a big, huge thank you to everyone who has uh, rated and reviewed our podcast. Like that is like the number one most helpful thing, most beloved thing by Megan and I that you could do for us. It is free and it helps us out so much. So if you do want to support the podcast, if you could go to Apple, iTunes, or I think Spotify has a rating system, Amazon has a rating system, you can do it there, and it would just help us out way, way, way so much. I want to let you know that also, if you like this podcast, then you're in luck. We have another episode coming out next week, and that will be our Roswell, the 1999 version. Uh, And then the week after that, which is going to be August the 17th, that will be our next Words of Radiance episode, and I think we're coming up to the... End of the Words of Radiance. I think we might have one, maybe two more episodes, and then we will do our intermediary uh, episode. What did we read, Megan? We read Edge Dancer. So we're going to. All it took was one <laughs> look. I get nervous doing this. I don't know why. Um, we did a special uh, episode of Edge Dancer with Friend of the Pod and Honorary Sibling Ted. And we will put that up for you as well. And just get ready because we have started reading and recording our Oathbringer episodes. And I love them so much. It's so good. Anyways, a special thanks to Michael Biancardi for the use of his song, A Passing Storm. We super appreciate it. Again, Michael. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Um, You guys need to get your tickets for Dragonsteel. It is going to be sometime in November. Do you know the dates, Megan? What was the question? For Dragonsteel. November. November. There you go. Get your tickets for November. Um, because we would love to see you there. And friends of the pod get to come and have pie with us. Someplace At yet our... to be determined. At a house. <laughs> At a house. <laughs> Anyways, we love all of you guys. Hope you are having a fabulous week. Uh, I hope you get the email you've been waiting for or the phone call, or the text, uh, and get yourself a little special treat in these trying times. And just remember, we believe in you.